Hey everybody, welcome to Imagine Paradise Podcast. Uh, my apologies for missing the last two weeks. I've been on the road uh, doing some shows, enjoying meeting some of you on the road. Uh, we did a, an incredible experience. The first cruise was Celebrity Cruises where I headlined and uh, two shows and uh, met a lot of new friends, uh, old friends who already knew my music and a lot of new friends who I got to perform for for the very first time. And then after three years off of Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, uh, we flew down to do a series of shows there. Uh, a short residency at uh, the Palm uh, Cabaret, which was really fun. And so I just got back yesterday. I'm a little tired, but uh, I have a lot to say about um, what my experience has been, even with all of my travels, holding on to this book, <laughs> The Power of Now, and continuing in my daily meditations and and continuing to apply these principles, um, not only for my own sake and to improve the quality of my own life, but because I really am loving the conversation I'm having with you through the podcast, because I know that there are many of you who really appreciate diving into some of these principles. Uh, so far, we've covered a lot of really great stuff. Um, we've spent most of our time working through different scenarios of how our identification with mind has been uh, keeping us from knowing the experience of the now, knowing how to be present, how to find those space between thoughts, the space between feelings, and allow ourselves to sit there and be free from that mental monkey mind that so many of us know all too well. In previous episodes, if you're just joining, go back and check those episodes out. We have some really good, we take a lot of really great information that you're going to find in the power of now and we just pull it out of the self-help language and we say, this is my nine to five, this is what life is like, this is how it's going, how can I understand these principles and how can I work towards my own freedom from compulsive thinking and therefore introduce myself to that little window that happens in the space between thoughts, in the space between feelings, when none of that is going on, when we're not obsessed with present or future, or I'm sorry, with past thoughts about the past or thoughts about the future, we find ourselves in that power of now, that beingness, that consciousness is introduced to us. And then we begin to understand what consciousness is all about and what it feels like to be unified with that all that is, that we can't hear when we're in our compulsive mind. So the previous episodes have given us many different scenarios, many different examples of what that's like and the things that we face. But what I love about where I am right now in the book and where you and I are in this conversation is that at this point, Eckhart Tolle in The Power of Now is saying, we could go on and on for days talking about the different types of identification with the mind, the different ways that we become the emotions that we have and we let them just run rampant over ourselves and we become reactionary, all those things where we've got the mental compulsion, the emotional compulsion, all of the, all of the different variations of non-presence. But what I'd love about what I'm reading right now and what I want to talk about today is that Eckhart Tolle says, we could talk all day about this, but it doesn't matter. 
what version you're dealing with. <laughs> version of compulsion you're dealing with. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how it's manifesting in your life because once you understand the basic dysfunction and how it operates, there's really no need to explore all of its countless manifestations. There's no need for that. But just the same, a lot of us identify ourselves with the problems that we have. The compulsive thinking, this, this a large part of, of our sense of self is intimately connected to the problems that we have. So then it's go or no time, right? We either decide this is not something we're interested in because we're too attached to our pain body, we're too attached to our emotions, we're too attached to the past and the future that we continue to obsessively mull over, or it's go time. And we begin to realize, you know, I don't need to identify with that story anymore. I don't need to identify with that pain. I don't need to create a problem for myself to feel alive. I don't need to even understand all the different manifestations of this dysfunction. I can just choose to let go. I can choose to be here now. So that's what we're talking about today. Moving deeply into the now moment. Moving deeply into the now moment. I've been taking advantage of this wonderful opportunity of rereading this book to place myself as often as possible in the now moment. And as I have also been very busy and generally also have to battle the ego, the ego as it manifests for me in um, <clears throat> wanting to control as much as possible a, a, a concert that I'm doing for the night or my insecurities popping up or the rub of being around uh, other entertainers who may not necessarily be supportive. Uh, uh, whatever the scenario may be, uh, I've been good to stay fully present in the now and pull back my energy from anything that's sort of this mental compulsion of the past or a mental compulsion obsessed with the future. How's the show going to go? Did I do the show last night okay? Like just enjoying the now. And I have to tell you, I have to tell you, if there's any way that I can sort of encourage you to, to move into this for yourself, the days, when you do this, the days feel longer. They feel easier, less hectic, more orderly. And in addition, I'm always discovering a twinkle of heaven somewhere, if I might sound wooey for you. Um, just moments where I see something that is so beautiful that I would never have stopped to see before had I not been in the now. And that's why that, that is right there why I've often said heaven is now. Um, because I do believe that there are those moments of heaven that just it just kind of f float up to your countenance looking at you and says, isn't this beautiful? You would never see this if you weren't fully present in the now. It can be anything like a mural on the side of a building as you're driving that is stunning that you've never noticed on your way to work because you've been too obsessed with thinking about what the future is going to be in the office when you get there in 45 minutes. Um, things like that, you know what I mean? So uh, that's, been, that's been really fun. So I want to simplify as much as I can how I can get 
you to that space of now, okay? And so this episode is about cutting away the fat. It doesn't matter anymore how this dysfunction of mental compulsion, uh, this identification with the mind is showing up in your life. There's no need to explore all the countless manifestations of it. It is only about disconnecting from it all and finding the present moment. And so here is the easiest way. Of everything that we've said in all of these episodes that sounds easy to me, I'm going to say end time. You literally can escape all of the scenarios that we've talked about in the last four or five episodes if you just simply acknowledge that everything that is taking you out of the present moment, everything that is taking you out of the present moment has to do with time, i.e. the past or the future. I challenge you to pay attention today because anytime you become not present, you you start running the, the radio in your mind where you're the talk radio is going and it's you, it's gonna be about scenarios that were just in the past or far in the past or just in the future or far in the future. It's always going to be connected to time. This identification with the mind can only happen when connected to time. So we want to find a way to dissolve the illusion of time, right? Because time is not precious. The now is precious. And everything that happens to us is not in the future. Everything that happens to us is not in the past. It's in the now. If something happened that we loved, it's in the now that it happened. If something happened that really caused us to have to do the work internally, it happens now. Now. It's the only point of access into the timeless and formless realm of being. The It's the gateway, the now, whole point of this book. I know it's hard sometimes to let go of the thinking of the past because anytime we go back and grab the past, it sort of reactivates that memory trace and and uh, or that old pain body, and it has a lot of momentum to it. And of course, the future is just an imagined now, a projection of the mind that we're obsessing about. The essence of what Eckhart Tolle is saying here, I don't believe can be understood by the mind, by the critical thinking mind. It can only be felt, but the moment that you understand it, the moment that you grasp that, a shift occurs. Um, a, a consciousness is introduced. Everything feels alive. It radiates this energy. Uh, it emanates a beingness. This particular chapter goes on to talk about how different religions have toyed around with the idea of the power of nowness, of beingness, but frankly, not a lot of religions have invested in what Tolle believes is the most important thing in spirituality, the sing- the singular most important gateway to beingness, which is the now moment. Um, so we read a little bit about how there are some scriptures and uh, that, that talk a little bit about it, uh, how uh, Rumi talks about it, the great poet. Matter of fact, Rumi probably said it best. Here's a quote from Rumi. Past and future veil God from our sight. Burn up both of them with fire. <laughs> Past and future veil God from our sight. Burn up both of them with fire. And another quote by Meister Eckhart. He's a 13th century spiritual teacher who also sums it up quite nicely. He says, time is what keeps the light from reaching us. There is no greater obstacle to God than time. The whole essence of Zen is to consistently walk that razor's edge of the now moment. Uh, 
uh, to be so, so completely present that there is no problem, no suffering, nothing that is not who you are in your essence. And, and I find this to be true in practicing this for the last few weeks that um, and it has said that there are teachers of, of, of spiritual teachers who have who have said their students, what is the problem right now? Like, what is the problem right now? Right now, now, what's the problem? I could go back in the past and tell you about a problem. I could even create in my mind that right now is bad because of, again, because of a past problem. But right now, what's wrong? I'm, I'm here. I'm, but ultimately, there is no problem here. Uh, I, I like that a lot. Now, so from a practical standpoint, just watch. When are you focused on the past? When are you focused on the future? If you can just remember this out of everything from the podcast today to dissolve time, then you're on your way to experiencing the now moment in a way that you haven't before. Now, let's before we go, let's talk a little bit about psychological time. It took me a minute to understand what Eckhart meant by psychological time, but the quickest way that it clicked for me was actually comparing it to other people in my world of entertainment. I have known very few entertainers who do not live for this predetermined, predefined moment in the future that says to them, I've made it. And everything they do is to micromanage their image, their actions, their outcome, to hopefully get one step closer to that moment in the future that they can say, I've done it. <laughs> that is the quintessential definition of psychological time, right? Everything that we do is investing in a future moment. I have a friend of mine who has a very hard office job. And we were talking about trying to, you know, nuance this whole thing about being now and being present in her now work. But here is the answer. If what you are doing is immersed in the energy of psychological time, i.e. you're doing it to get that step further, you're doing it because you're obsessed with the future outcome, because where you want to get to this place, you want to arrive here, you want to say that it's complete, whatever it is out here, out here, over there, not here, not now. That is psychological time. So much of our work, so many of our endeavors and things that we find ourselves engaged in, whether creatively, professionally, our vocation, is plagued with psychological time. So if the goal of this episode is to say, I would like to experience the disillusion of time, to get rid of my obsession with the past, and to not be constantly invested and attached and projecting into the future, then take a look this week and ask yourself, where is this concept of psychological time controlling me? Where is it in my life? What part of the day can I find myself completely obsessed with psychological time? I had to stop today. You know, I'm just getting back to, uh, to my own work and I have created these wonderful opportunities for myself this year, writing my own musical and creating a new Christmas album and doing this podcast and every Everything that I do, I love. But it's so easy to look at your Asana workstation, your to-do list, your checklist, and to find that you're engaging in these things to get them done, not to be present in them. It's a great example. So if you, if you look through your nine to five, 
your day being present in what you're doing at work, you'll probably find yourself just, you know, just trying to cram through certain tasks, certain activities, certain hours of the day, just so you can get to the finish line. So that whatever that finish line is, it could be 5 p.m. that day, or it could be a project that's due in two weeks. You want to get a big chunk of stuff done. Be a, be mindful of that. Psychological time is also our not our friend as far as our endeavors to find uh, and to master uh, being beingness, uh, being in the now moment. Honestly, I think that that is the best thing that I can give you all today. The biggest obstacle to enlightenment is identification with the mind and the identification with the mind cannot exist without the concept of time. And so the moment we begin to, to acknowledge our obsession with the past or our obsession with the future or projection into the future or, or the psychological time that we're just living through, then we have invited ourselves into uh, an experience of the now. Then we get to start looking for those moments of those, those beautiful moments that take us by surprise that we wouldn't have noticed had we not been present in the moment present in the now. So I'll leave you with that today. It's a great reminder for me to just continue on this path. Uh, I'm going to continue on this chapter called Moving Deeply into the Now. If you're joining me and and reading with me in uh, The Power of Now, um, I think there's a few other things that are are going to be really good. I I have a feeling though, the rest of this book, he's going to be repeating himself. Here we are at episode five or six. And while the concepts are, are easy to hear, and while, you know, I've said in 10 different ways, kind of the same thing, the application of this is not easy. And so I am going to continue to try to say it in whatever way possible to help you get on board with being free of this compulsive thinking about the past, the compulsive projection or control or investment in the future, and find that window but that space between thoughts, that space between emotions, that little space of beingness where you can be in the now and you can align with the consciousness of your being, that all that is and life can show you things that you normally wouldn't see because you're too busy mentally to see it. Um, I want this for you. I want this for me. So, hey, let's keep on the journey. If you're meditating, continue meditating. If you're not, get back on board. I know that it makes your life a better. Those of you who have experienced it, who are not doing it right now, I know a few of you. We talk in emails. Get back on it because it's just like going to the gym. If you work a muscle at the gym, it gets stronger. When you work meditation, that ability to master your mind becomes much easier. I encourage you. I encourage you. Uh, We are where we are. And the fact that you are curious and inquisitive about going further is already invited the universe to provide you with all the things that you need to move forward and be equipped spiritually and emotionally and mentally to move forward and to experience a greater expansion of yourself, a greater expansion of your light body, a greater expansion of your own well-being joy and happiness. So live with that this week. Uh, I'm with you right alongside you. And then we'll continue this discussion next week um, as we continue to read The Power of Now with Eckhart Tolle, the first book of my favorite books that changed my life. I can't wait to get on to the next one and the next one. Um, I'm looking forward to You Can Heal Your Life with Louise Hay. We're going to go through that one next. So uh, have a great week and thank you for listening. And I really look forward to talking with you next week about this stuff. 
Be blessed.